Welcome to the Rams Writer Podcast. Tight angle, cross to Pearson, Pearson scores! Stephen Pearson scores for Derby County! Wisdom, it's right! For Scythe, heads on goal. It's looping. It's yeah! in! <laughs> it's, it's Craig for Scythe with a looping header at the back post. Sibley shoots across goal. Yeah! He scored! Louis Sibley in the 90th minute. The goal we wanted has come. Hello and welcome back to the Rams Writer Podcast. Simon Long and Chris Holt here as always. Joining us then, we've got him on this week. Actor, producer, director, it's, it's uh, Kieran Lee, massive Derby fan. Kieran, good evening, mate. How are we doing? I'm very well, guys. How are you? Oh, absolutely fantastic, mate. Absolutely fantastic. And Chris, how are you, mate? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks for remembering me, Simon. Yeah. Forgot you know, there, mate, to be honest. You bring on a multi-award winning actor and then you forget that I'm actually part of this too. But, Kieran, great to see you, buddy. Long time no see. Always, mate. Always, Chris. So, obviously, Kieran, the last podcast you did was True Geordie. Now you're on the Rams Writer podcast, so we're going to call that an upgrade right there. <laughs> <And for laughs> actually, we've got you on not to talk, not to talk about your career, but about your other love. Derby County. My biggest love. Your biggest love, Derby County, obviously. You know, Listen, not- my, my missus is in, in the, the other room right now listening. And I can tell you, right, she knows my love over Derby County to her second to none. She, she, <laughs> the- Isn't that right, Kate? Silent. <laughs> oh, we'll 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 see for, for for people who are listening. We'll probably see a hand come round uh, oh, yeah. the screen. Yeah. <laughs> if if Kieran disappears, we'll know why. Yeah. <laughs> so football then. Um, obviously, we're coming off the back of. See, if you joined us last week, Kieran, you know it would have been off the back of a win. But unfortunately, it's another loss. Third yeah, of the season. Done it because look today the wild decision overturned. Exactly, exactly, and obviously massive talking point was well, was quite a few, weren't there? Really, there was the red card that now obviously turned out wasn't a red card. There was the penalty. Was it in the box? Was it out the box? There was a sunny. I thought the sunny Bradley Bradley literally got tackled to the ground. Yeah, there was a handball as well. Was it? (sighs) Sorry, the thing that irks me the most is the same referee that cost us at Plymouth. Yeah, was Breakspear. So now you think, them, them point, if we'd have got them points at Plymouth, we'd have been in the playoffs. Who knows what could have happened? And the same could happen again this year. Who knows? Maybe it could cost us a top two spot, could cost us a, a thing. They have to start looking into, you know, VAR and things like that, I think, in the, the lower leagues as well, because a club like Derby, that, that could tip them. Do you know what I mean? From going up to the championship or, you know, God knows, we could have been in another pickle like we did before under Mel Morris. It's true. It's true. I mean, there was obviously a lot of debatable decisions, but I'm going to ask Chris this one. Chris, what did you think of the performance? Of the referee or of the team? Of the team. I know you like to have your say about the team, Chris. Well, I could talk to you about a referee saying I'm, I get paid to referee now. That um, mean, but okay. Okay. So, the team. All I'll say is, is that 
Previous three games against Bolton, I watched two of them, which is uh, Wigan, as you know. Uh, I watched the Borough game, and I've seen the extensive highlights of the Burton game. All three did one thing in common, which was a high press. Derby did not high press Bolton once. Bolton cannot play through a high press. There's no footballers at the back to do so. We sat off and sat off all game. At one stage, there was a really shocking stat that said, Sometime in the first 10 minutes, guys, Derby had 5%. Now, we we, Karen, we were talking about stats last week saying they're much of a muchness and they don't really mean anything. But I just thought Derby were never at the races. Okay, we're unlucky with decisions. I get that. But what's your point of view regarding the general outlook of the game, of the tactics, the team that got put out there and what went wrong? Well, you think about it, we were at four at the back, weren't we, previous games? Like, and we looked better. We were pressing. Then come Saturday, obviously cashing out. Could he have started? I think he could have. It's one of them, though, because he, he didn't get up to the hotel till two o'clock in the morning, did he? You're not playing till three o'clock in the afternoon. Let him have a lion. <laughs> true. <laughs> you're cool. telling me he's not. When they say, oh, we didn't know the tactic, you're telling me then you're doing the tactics the day before or the morning off. No, no, no. no I get well, that. What have you been doing the whole week? Because he's been in Derby the whole week. Mm. You know, and, and does he begs, make us. Yeah, he does. And that begs the question did we think he was. Did obviously Warren think he was going to leave? Because obviously, deadline day, Brighton was sniffing. He was down the road from me at Starbucks on Little and Ireland at half past five on the phone pacing. So something was clearly going off and it just, for, I know we're digressing away from the game. We'll come back to it, but we've somehow managed to fuck up a 4 million deal for Erin Cashin, which could have been highly helpful to us. That speaks volumes. to me. It, yes and no. When you think about it, look, I still think that deal will still be on the table in January. At 4 million. Would we have been able to spend the 4 million at that time of the day, probably not. Who 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 we're going to bring in? Would you prefer Aaron Cashin in the team now, all the way up until January? I would. Do you know what I mean? So, last minute, one. I think there's probably all set, signed, sealed. It'll go in January, and hopefully, we have the funds in place to really push on. Because let's be honest, at the minute, out of all the signings that we've signed this year, who would you say stand out? That's a tough one because none at the minute for me, really, apart from maybe Waggon, but that's just because he's been scoring. Waggon and I'll <clears throat> maybe Ward, just yeah. by going off pre-season as well. Yeah, I, I, I think the stands out, the standouts are all for the wrong reasons, Kieran. Yeah, which which is which is another thing that we'll touch on uh, this evening. I think that there's been a lot said about gelling, and there's been a lot said about allowing time. But Paul Warren's philosophy has been there for 11 months now. We all know what it is. He said it openly on an open mic three weeks ago. We aim to score more goals than the other team. And that's how we play. Now, <coughs> I'm going to say this. The the transfer window brought in 60% of people with injuries or just come back from an injury. That is not good business. Nope. You know, that in, in, any, in, any, in any industry that you work in, any field... If you're going into a new role, like, you know, for instance, you, you, yourself, you know, in, in your role, you've got to keep physically fit. You've got to stay 
uh, cardio-wise active and strong. But if you're, you're, if you're carrying an injury, I know this is digressing. But, I don't know how it's coming to this. Uh, um, I know, what, what I'm saying is, we're, we're starting... to the door. God, send me out That's what that million pound insurance is for. Yeah. But what I'm saying yeah. is, guys, I'm digressing. But what I'm saying is, I said I won't bring his bloody background into this. Um, what I'm saying is, he, he 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 called himself a rod for his own back. He's called himself, sorry, a rod for his own back by bringing in. I've used the word rod, haven't I? Um, <laughs> this is going from bad to worse. But, but guys, guys, can you see what I'm saying? They, he brought in ten players or eleven players, I think he's now with Embleton, and even the last signing we've just signed this week, he's coming from an injury history. Well, you think as well, Sonny Bradley. Everyone, you didn't realize his injury record wasn't the greatest, was it, no. before he came? He missed a lot of Luton's um, championship, you know, getting up to the Prem. Elder, very injury-prone at Hull. Didn't make how many appearances before. <clears throat> the lad from Arsenal, again, missed a, a hell of a lot of time at Ipswich. Yeah. Uh, Wilson. Thought, yeah, Wilson. I was talking to one of the lads from Reading, and he said, listen, that the lad that you just signed there, Forso, he's oh, no, yeah, decent. Yeah. Oh, no, he's, um, he goes, he's decent if you can keep him fit. So obviously there's something there as well. I, it's one of them. It's, I just, I never get Derby's recruitment. For how many years now, it has been absolute pants. Can you look at the back in the day we'd sign. I don't care, listen, where anyone's from now. But it's what we used to look forward to back in the day. All right, we've signed a bloke from Croatia called Igor Stimak. No, no one had heard of him. Look what he did to the club. We signed Asanovic. We signed, if you remember back in the day, we had the chance of signing either Baggio or Bayano. We went with Bayano and, and look how that turned out. Where now I think, I think our scouting network is only, what, in the north of England? You pointed this up the other week, didn't you, Chris? About I did. Probably goes did. north as uh, north as about as north as Sheffield and uh, as south as Birmingham. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, like even listen, when Clough was here, his recruitment, nobody knew these players, but he found hidden gems. At the minute, we're just signing castoffs. We're signing injury-prone players that are thinking, "Oh, Derby's still a big club. I can probably go get a two-year contract." Decent money, I'll take it. And this, this was my point. I made this point early season on when I was on Radio Derby. Me and Chris were with Ed, and I said, Ed said, Ed questioned me, oh, anybody on the free transfer issue uh, fancy? And I said, well, to be honest, they're, they're normally on the free for a reason. So not really. Yeah, yet. we've literally just absolutely hammered the free transfer market. And then, you know, I, there was reports today in the Telegraph about. We, we failed to get Marvin Johnson in from Sheffield Wednesday because he wanted too much money. And that spoke volumes for me of where we actually are still when it comes to recruitment. We are, despite having been cleared by the EFL, we aren't spending any money. And I just think maybe they've set expectations too high if they're not going to be able to buy players that are going to get you out of this league. It's all right having guys that have got experience of winning promotion, but as you both rightly said, if they can't stay fit, what's the point? 
Well, this is what he, you know, he, he barked on the other night. Oh, we're going to have Sibs back. We're going to have this back, this back, that back. We're going to have a bit more pace and attack. Okay, great. But how long do they last? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And that, that's the, that's the problem at the minute. It's like, we signed, you know, Joe Ward. Like, how long is he at now for? Another six weeks? Six, probably? seven weeks, yeah. Yeah. He was looking half decent. Mm. That's the only one. And I think his record before was not that bad. No, it wasn't. I mean, I spoke to him um, a couple of, uh, literally the week after he got injured, and he was he said it's the first major sort of injury he's had, you know. So yeah. he's gutted about it. And it, but it's like a curse. We've got we've got Rooney now that looks like he's done his ACL or his MCL or something. We've got Tomo that's getting tra- injured in training. Players that have come in and making an impact, you think actually these could do a job, are getting yeah. injured. Yeah, and to be honest, I was probably one of his biggest critics. Tomo, because I was like, oh, no, you weren't. He just runs around a lot. That was it. And then, thank you, Kieran. You have to say now, the last two games prior, he he was one of man of the match. I would say he was up there. Obviously, Waggy got the hat trick in that at Peterborough and that, but a lot of it was thanks down to Tomo. He's pressing his energy and that kind of. I will say Warren got that right, where he was the one that was kind of the impotence of like getting everything going. I've I've been that. I've been fighting people on X or Twitter, whatever it's called, and I've been saying it's all right saying that oh we've got Sibley coming back, we've got Barkhouse and coming back. Kieran, okay, when was the last time them two changed that season? I don't know. Okay, Sibley. I don't... Was it championship season when he gave us a bit of hope? He scored a last minute. Goal was it against, was it Reading? Peterborough. Peterborough. He scored the last minute there. Listen, if you, if you want to bet on someone for a yellow card, get get on Sibs. Absolutely. And he's not the most electric guy. And I, I would put my money on it as well, Karen. You can guarantee that he will be up there in the bookings charts once he's back in the side. Going back to Simon's point about Marvin Johnson, yeah, of course, Derby County, you know what we need? We need a 32-year-old winger who hasn't played since May, don't we? Because he's going to change our season. It's ludicrous. And and people are berating me on social media saying you're always negative. I'm not negative. We're here to paint the picture. Kim, what's your thoughts on the progression of the club since the the dark day of, of the administration? Do you still see that we should be appreciating the light at the end of the tunnel? Or do you believe now that we've had a long enough time to assess and regroup? Interesting one, really. I think, Derby Count, we set our own standards, don't we? We're always, I think it's going back to the Steve McLaren days. We think, um, or shall I say, we thought we should have got promoted and we're still kind of living off that a little bit. You know, from that QPR day, we were like, yeah, we should have been going up. The following season, yeah, we should be going up. And then it's just steadily declined since then. Now, we've come into the League One, we're going to walk this. We're Derby County. We're going to walk it. You're looking at the teams like Stevenage. Or they can't compare to our history and that. So we're thinking we should be right up there. But the, the, the problem is we haven't signed the players to compete with these teams at the minute and to put them to the sword, shall I say. Yeah, listen, we're going to be up there and thereabouts at the end of the season. But if you look at the Sheffield Wednesdays 
and Plymouths and everyone invested. They spent a bit of money. Look at Plymouth, a great example of the loan market that they used. Look at, for example, this is the one that will uh, kill us, Morgan Whitaker. They got him in loan from Swansea. He ripped the league apart. Now they've gone up, they've signed him. They've, they've, they've done decent this season, haven't they? Now, I don't know, I think we should have looked at the loan market again. I know people go, yeah, but they don't they don't want to play for the shirt and that listen, these lads here might be young lad thinking, I'm not gonna progress at Man City, I'm not gonna progress at Arsenal, or maybe a lower championship team. That might be the opening for me to go on and make a name for myself at Derby County, get a good loan, get a permanent move if they go up. There we go. But at the minute we're signing a lot of it sounds wrong because a lot of has beens. Just just on the loans from last season, you look at Asula and Dobbin, both now are playing Premier League football. I couldn't believe that. He was starting against Man City. I know. <laughs> starting against Man City and we, we're going, right, we'll give him a chance in the FA Cup first round. <laughs> well, that, well, it's levels, isn't it? Obviously, clearly we're a higher level. Uh, Simon, what, what's your what's your honest opinion of when now come to the first international break I think it's six games now won three lost three so uh, me personally I'm disappointed because if we continue this form and we keep dropping points left right and centre we may be there or thereabouts because I think the league this year will be won with 80 points I think it's going to be a really poor tally I'm really concerned that we haven't hit the ground running and one thing I th- I thought Percy Simon going back to the game was we look even with all right let's take the ten men out of the equation the first half to me we look fatigued we just look fatigued I, I don't yeah I, I understand the fatigue but I, I felt it was more I don't want to say it but maybe a little bit of laziness to be honest they didn't it was almost as if Bolton came out of us like on a they came out of us basically like a train. They knew that if they got on top of us, we wouldn't be able to cope. And we didn't. And it took us a long time to settle in. It, it was almost like Peterborough. Peterborough did the same thing. They came out, but we you know, we managed to survive it. And obviously, we got the goals. And I just felt against Bolton, similar sort of situation. They came out. They came to attack us. And then we got we started looking dangerous from set pieces. They looked awful defending set pieces, Bolton did. And that's where the pressure came from. And then, obviously, we scored. Straight from the goal, you, whereas Peterborough, we kicked on. We didn't against Bolton. Bolton didn't, didn't, their heads didn't drop. They came out against us. And then obviously, the second half, we didn't start great. And I, But I just, I don't know, there was felt like there was, a, there was some sort of spark missing. Whether it was to do with deadline day being the day before and there was players maybe expecting moves and didn't get them or, or things like that, I, I don't know. But we didn't seem like we were the team that we played against Peterborough. And... Like Kieran said at the start of the show, we switched back to the back three again. Is that because Liam Thompson came out of it or because he wanted to match up with Bolton? I, I don't know, but I don't get the decision to go back to four to, to the three to three at the back. It's it's obviously not working. And I wonder if that's why he signed um what's his name? Embleton from from Southampton to sort of add some energy into the midfield to go back to four again. Um to obviously cover for Thompson. Then again, then again what saying you couldn't have put Jake Rooney in midfield? 
exactly. Because we know the game was going to be won in the midfield. That's where Bolton, they can control the game. So instead, we've put three at the back. We're just inviting pressure straight away. And look what happened. You know, yeah, it was one of them, let's hit them on the break. But we started, we played how we played against Peterborough, who I think were probably, you know, one of the, they're very similar to Bolton. Yeah, yeah they are. Put, stick stick with the formation where we looked good. Mendes Lang, he looks a little lost uh, on that right wing. I, I think he's brilliant when he's attacking and that against Peterborough, he was fantastic. He was there, he was getting in. Things like, then you're putting him right wing back. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's not the one for me. I know we saw last season he can't last when he's playing right wing back. He's not he's not got the legs to go up and down the pitch for 90 minutes. Just just keep him up the pitch. That's where you want him. Because you want him, if we're going to play counter-attacking football, he's probably our quickest player. He's the one yeah. you want striding forward. You don't want him stuck at right back. You want him further up the pitch. So if you're going to break, he's got the gas. And defenders can't live with him. I just don't understand the why he went back to, to the three at the back. It, it perplexed me a little bit. One thing I will say about Mendes Lang is, this is a, I think he's 30, is he 30 or 31 now? He's definitely 31. over the, he's 31. This is a guy who didn't really have a break either. He went straight into the Guatemalan project at CONCAF. Yeah. And a 31-year-old who's got a history of injuries. And let's be honest, he, he, he fell apart towards the end of last season, didn't he? He was the one player that became obvious, was fatigued. And I think his form dipped massively from probably after the Port Vale game, I'd say, away. I think after that, we never saw him. Goes into the summer with no real break, goes over to Guatemala, plays, I think, three games in the CONCAF, back to pretty much more, back to more. They got, they got, they got quarters, quarters or semi-finals. Because yeah. I, I was speaking to him while he was at it. And uh, it could have been the fact that they played in LA, but they didn't uh, progress against Jamaica. Oh, okay. And and he did have a break though, did he, Kieran? And and I no, think and I think that's starting to show. He's come straight out here. Training, training, training. Matches, matches, matches. Come on. He's probably had what, a three, four week break back home after the CONCAF. And then it's like, okay, right, preseason. Like he joined up a little bit later, didn't he, in Spain, but not not by much. I think maybe what, four days in. And and as they said, it was intense training then. So you, you're hitting him again. I'm sure he's probably had a different individual programme, you know, to the, to the other lads that were catching up. But still, constant, constant. It's wear and tear on your body. And, and with a, a player like him, he's an explosive player. You know what I mean? It's going to grind him down a, a little bit. So let's talk about the Bolton goals. Obviously, one was a penalty. But that, that second goal... That was just the most flukiest goal ever. I mean, they were they were pressed on. To be honest, I've got to give Derby some credit because I felt we did defend quite well with ten men. It was yeah. clear. It, it was obvious to see that we weren't going out to win this. It was hold on, hold on, and then we'll try and catch him in the last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, for sure. And it was just one little fluky touch from four on. It just looped over Vickers, who had no chance. Yeah, and that that's the shame, really. You know. They defended well. See, look after the after the red card. Yeah, maybe then go to three at the back and keep it tight. Is that? But start with the four. Okay, the red cards happen. Okay, then change. The other thing that I don't understand is they bought on Sonny Bradley. Why not cash him? You they've bought him on in the second half. Yeah, Listen, yeah. the extra ten minutes or 
it's not going to make a difference. If you've got a defender that's, you know, let's be honest, he, he's he's better than Sonny Bradley, get him on that pitch. Mm. Give us a bit, you know, give us a bit of balance there. Yeah, I, I felt it was a chance for Sonny Bradley to sort of prove the doubt is wrong when he makes one mistake. To be honest, I felt actually his game weren't that bad. He actually defended quite well, yeah. but he had that one error that led to the Wildsmith red card, which obviously, as we said before, wasn't a red card. But now, all of a sudden, that's what fans are picking on him for. That's well, what they're picking up. Yeah, it was the Wigan, the Wigan yeah. pass back. That started it. You've got this yeah. one. That's six points against potentially two of the top teams. Mm. You, you can't know. do that if you want to get out. And now we're getting the worn out stuff again because we lost. It, it's getting ridiculous. And to be honest, we said it last week. If we win, it's sound. But as soon as we lose again, it's worn out. I, I, I generally, if, we, if, it, if we'd drawn against Bolton, I feel the reaction would have been fair play. We were, you know, we, we were, we were, you know, done over by poor officiating. But we got a point. We'll yeah. That. But because it's Here's one lost, all you. of a sudden it's worn out again. Simon, look, I'm. I'm not a fan of Paul Warren, and, and you know I'm not. And I'll tell you why. I think the football was diabolical. We had an opportunity to go to, like Kira said, to go to a team that's going to be up there and play them off the park. We should. We we are now told that we've had a good transfer window. We've got the team in that Paul Warren wants. He's happy. Tyrese John Jules has been a target. He's been after for a while. He benches him, brings him on at 75 minutes. Start him. Bolton can't handle a press. Put on a guy with immense pace and clearly and apparently a good engine and make them press for 60 minutes rather than trying to get Connor Washington and Martin Waghorn to press, which they cannot, which they cannot do. I, I just find the football guys not acceptable. I just don't. And I, and I don't understand the philosophy. And I said to people, people keep saying to me, all over social media, but Chris, with this shoots, there's this signs of growth, there's signs of potential. They've got to gel. I don't see it. I don't know about you guys. You tell me now on on the pro, on the pro side of 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 Warren. I'm not asking him to go. Don't get me wrong. I think he needs another window, and then I'll judge him. But at the moment, tell me what's going to improve because I'm lost for words. The one, the one that gets me is, like you say there, going back to the recruitment. Now, if you look at our recruitment last year, let's just take the three standout players from last year in terms of recruitment. Mendes Lang, David McGoldrick, and uh, who else? You could probably say Connor, Connor Huaran. All them were signed by Rooney. Not one was signed by Paul Warren. I, Rossini, the only reason Rossini, I know, Rossini, you mean? No, they were signed by Rooney. Oh. The only reason I know this is because flying back to left at um, Christmas this year, getting on my flight. Who am I sat next to in the airport lounge? Rooney. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and you know, God's honest truth. You know, people go, "Ah, oh, yeah, full of shit." Where is it? I want to. Did he recognise you? Yeah, well, we, we've got a mutual... We know uh, Pat Lyons. I went to school with uh, Pat. Yeah, I know Pat. You know, I know Pat really well. Yeah, so this this is checking in. Here he is. <laughs> yeah, that is photo so, evidence there. 
So sat with him. That man never wanted to leave Derby. Never wanted to leave Derby. I, and I was like, was it? He goes, it, it, it was that bad. He said, <clears throat> we were told that we had the funds from Kirchner coming in. Everything's great. Yeah. Monday comes, right, what's happening? We haven't got the players. Nothing. Nothing on the table. He just, they just to the point where he's like, I could not hang on any longer. He goes, I wanted to stay at Derby and build something and rebuild and get them up. He said, but to be honest, we didn't know how close the club was going out of business. And that was it. And then he goes, at one point he did it, it looked bleak. He goes, it looked like we were gone. Everybody knows that and that. But then he's got to think from his point, you know, he's what, 1.5, nearly 1.5 million that he paid himself for players' wages, staff and everything like that. Obviously, he's out of pocket. He's suing Kirchner, never going to get it. The the offer from DC United came on. He didn't think it was going to be, you know, a Derby County going forward. He's took his chance and left. Blah. Now, I'll put this to you. He's actually now, they're not renewing his contract at DC United. Would you take Rooney back? What a question. What a question. That's a really good question, Simon. Well, you've been on a bark and worn, is worn a pull. You've said this, Chris, on recruitment, is worn a pull. No. Well, we know Rooney is. Yeah. And now Karen has just confirmed some exclusive news that actually Rooney brought in Horahan, Mendes Lang and McGoldrick and not Rosinia. So yeah, the, agreement were... was, the agreement was there in principle, basically. <clears throat> the, agreement was, the agreement was already there. All done and dusted. Signed, sealed. They'd signed all them lads before. And that was that, you know. So you think, look at look at Rooney's recruitment with no budget, no real, you know, concrete that there's going to be a club. And look what he's managed to bring in. A former Premier League player in David McGoldrick. You've got Mendes Lang. You've got a Republic of Ireland international He's managed to bring them players in because they want to play for Wayne Rooney. Now, at the minute, you've got Paul Warren. His recruitment is, at the minute, very, very suspect. Suboptimal. <laughs> Chris, Chris doesn't want to say that. Your Sonny, your Curtis Nelson and that. Yes, they've, achieved, they've played in the championship. Sonny Bradley. Yes, he was... Luton captain and, and things like that, but he didn't play. He didn't really contribute. He was getting let go anyway. They said, oh, there's so many teams after him. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. I don't know. But my thing is, these clubs, his connects at the Man Cities, the Liverpools, the Man United. Listen, where we're at at the moment, let get, get some of them young lads in that are hungry, that are fit, healthy, want to press, want to learn the game and then get us up, get us up in the championship, a bit more money that we have to spend. Okay, then we can start looking at these permanent signings. We're going to have the money then. But at the minute, we're signing Dross. Uh, and on a, on a just a side subject, like Rooney's literally just passed his pro licence now. Yep. So he is fully qualified it, I tell you what, it would be interesting what he would do with a team in League One and what team he could potentially build in League One. But the fact that 
um, Warren was brought in and Rossini was let go was because lack of experience. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't. I don't understand it. You know, he's playing good football with Hull. It... Well, I'm not being funny. Ian Everett. Look at the football he's got Bolton playing. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have he didn't have bags and bags of experience at the top level, did he? He's worked in his way up. Mm. Now Rooney's got that experience of you know playing at the t- the highest level possible. Mm. Derby played actually quite well. Mm. Let's let's be real with with you know the restrictions that they had. He had them playing well in the championship, and if it wasn't for a few extra point deductions, we would have stayed up. Let's be yeah. real. And then even Rossinia, the thing is for me as well, Rossinia, does he command the presence like a Wayne Rooney? Probably not. So that's probably why they've gone, right, we'll let him go. We'll get someone in that knows the league and they've gone with Paul Warren. At the minute, is it working out? No. We've, we've, got, to, we've got to get away from this four points off top. We yeah. are, we are, it's a crap start to, to the league for everybody but I, I'm with you 100% the, the the two things I'll say which have really really wound me up more than anything was I haven't seen with the the Peterborough game was 16 minutes of madness we we praised Derby Simon on our podcast they deserved the win but we there was 16 minutes of madness where Waghorn scored his hat-trick and 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 cash in prior to that got, got his goal but the second half, we were we were holding on, and on a, on a probably against a better team, we would have thrown four one to to, to to a draw. Um, I I don't ever ever see a dynamic option off the bench. Or now people are going to turn around, and listen to this, and say, "Oh well, we're brought in Embleton, we're brought in such and such." But we go back to what Kieran said earlier in in the show. These are untried and unproven players in their current state. We don't know what injury scenario they're in. Sunderland didn't fight for him that much. Let's be honest. Curtis Nelson, going back to him, he got left Cardiff through him to Blackpool on a sinking ship. We've now ended up at Derby. You look at all the players that we've signed, none of them have come from a previous successful you can't include Sonny Bradley, like Kerry said. He didn't play for he didn't play for Luton after I think it was October. I think he played thirteen games. I want to see people coming in who are currently. We were told we're hitting the elite of twenty three to twenty eight year old players, and I think we've missed that target pretty much every single one bar Joe Ward. Um, so and Kane Wilson, uh, yeah, but he came with an injury history, didn't he? Yeah, he came yeah, with yeah, an injury. Yeah. Yeah, you had a crap record at Bristol last season. Yeah, Forest, Forest Green. Yeah, it was, was fantastic. Fine. But gone to Bristol, yeah, not really worked out, has it? His injury record. So I'm still waiting for this style of football that he keeps saying to me and keeps saying to us all, we're going to score more goals than the opposition. We're going to win 3-2, 4-3, blah, blah, blah. When we need to shop, shop, we'll shop, shop. Well, People keep saying that you can't compare the end of last season, and I'll bring Kieran in on this, see what your thoughts are. People are saying you can't bring in last season's really poor end. Let's be honest, it was a diabolical last 10 games. I don't think we won get. I think we won something like three out of the last 15, didn't we? And we still were in it right to the end. I, I think you can bring last year's form into this year's 
season because there is still a core of players who are in that setup and the formation and the style of football guys please correct me if i'm wrong is the same philosophy kieran mm. no they're playing exactly the same but <clears throat> last season they were saying we didn't have the players well now you've had the transfer window you've got the players but again, it's there's nothing that's really changed. Now, where you take someone like Brighton, we had I was having this conversation the other day. You look at Brighton under Potter, standard way of playing. They were, you know, a steady, steady premiership team. Deserby's come in, he's been there, what, eight months now? Their whole philosophy of playing has changed from front to back. They play out from the back, they're more attacking. Paul Warren's been there now, what, over a, what is it, over a year? It'll be a year next year, month. A year in October. Yeah, a year next month. Do we see anything that's changed? If anything, the football's got worse since Rossinia. I thought Rossinia didn't have a a bad start to the season, you know, especially that he's starting with a brand spanking new squad. We kept the ball well. We, you know, we were unlucky. Remember at Charlton? I said yeah. this, bang on. We were we outplayed Charlton off the pot. They could not could not keep up with us. We got unlucky. They hit us on the break, and that was it. But could you imagine if we'd have played that style of football all last season? You know, we we could have hopefully caught a break. And listen, teams wouldn't have been able to compete with us at that level. And I think you would have easily secured a top six finish, and we'd have been in the playoffs. Then it's a lottery. And that, but even. That, that, and that's why I think the timing of it was all wrong. Look, I got it, obviously we got, you know, we got beat by Lincoln. Then we chucked away a two-nil lead against Plymouth. But then we went to Peter. Uh, sorry, then Wickham came. I think it was Wickham. We won two-one when we came from one-nil behind. Yeah. And then we relieved the scene of his duties after that game. And I thought, hang about. He's just shown what he can bring. And that if we, because the season before, if we went one-nil down, you knew we weren't going to win that game. Yeah. Whereas Rossini somehow managed to get us to go, actually, it doesn't matter if we get one down, we can still win games. And Ooh. I felt that was the turning point of the season. <coughs> I thought we were going to probably progress with Rossini. Oh, we're finding the, you know, we're finding the back of the net, we're scoring goals, we're starting, the football's becoming a bit more fluent. And then all of a sudden it changes to Warren, who got a great start, let's be honest, against I think Cambridge, we won 2-0. No, didn't we, we drew, was it his first game, Port Vale? No, we, we, that was uh, so we beat Cambridge two 0 away, and he lost his first, first home his game. First home game was first home game was and we lost two yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Collins got sent off, and then obviously we had yeah. a bit of a purple patch, didn't we? Where we just were, you know, couldn't, you know, we were unbeatable really. Mm. And then it just came to a crashing end when we started messing about in the uh, in the FA Cup and West Ham. You know, yeah, West Ham. Yeah. It, it was like oh, too many. You know, ain't got a massive squad, etc. And you're thinking. Well, you knew this was this was your choice. So you could have said, right, I'll tell you what, we, you should have gone to the board and gone, what do you want? An FA Cup where we're probably not really going to progress in, or do you want the yeah. league? If you want the league, I'll put I'll put out a younger squad, give them some experience of playing against you know a Premier League side. But he didn't. He went with a bit of a. He did obviously mixed it up a little bit, but he didn't hammer it with like younger players, etc. And that was a turning point. They lost that game at home, and we you know we yeah, struggled to win. Yeah. Yeah, not stuff here, here's a here's a question for you guys. So on on Monday evening on the uh, Radio Derby sports scene talking, they have a fans panel, and uh, one of them was saying this week that um, 
Tyrese Fornar has been signed because he likes to get onto the ball and spread the ball around, and and this will help Derby because you know the 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 way that we need to play is we need to keep possession, we need to be playing the ball around. The problem is with that is that Paul Ward hasn't signed a squad to play that style of football, and you can't change the style of football with 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 one player, Karen. He's, yeah. he, he hasn't signed anybody prior to that who is renowned for being a footballer on the ball, has he? No. That, and that's the thing. <clears throat> Look at, like, going back to the previous recruitment, them players that are on the... McGoldrick, fantastic on the ball. Corey Smith, steady on the ball. Slows it down a little bit, but comfortable on the ball. Connor around he's solid on the ball. He's, he, he can have a wand of a left foot, but he needs players in and around him. <clears throat> he, he's not the player to be tracking back, putting in tackles. You know, he's more of a fair player. Let him... <clears throat> Derby, for me, should have signed a centre uh, mid, a defensive centre mid that just breaks up the play. Keep us four at the back, have someone sitting in front. You know, you've got the best of both then. Breaks down the play. Gets it out to the wings. You've got Mendes Lang. You've got the players in there. My problem is, I don't know if he knows what he's signing. At the minute, it's just like, well, okay, who's available? All right, yeah, he's done well before in League One. Let's sign him. Chris said this, quantity, not quality, is what we've signed. Mm. Yeah. And and the, the problem is, you're signing quantity with a record of injuries that aren't going to sustain a season. So what is the point? What is the point of signing all these players that are going to play, you know, maybe 10, 11 games in the season? Yeah, maybe they'll be half decent in that season. But then we're struggling for the rest and we're like, we're patching up numbers. And let's be real on this at the minute. We've gone from having a, a flying youth team. At the minute, you look at the results, we're getting battered every week. Yeah. What's going on there? Yeah, true. <clears throat> And, and my, problem, my, 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 yeah, you look at Ebersellis and, and, and people like that. They were brilliant coming up through. Now, I, I don't really see anyone going, oh, he's going to make the grade this season. He, he, he looks decent. At the minute, you don't really see that coming through at Derby. Um, so the next best thing for me is uh, you, you think when we had them players in the championship, they were pushing us on. Look at Ebersellis and their work. Um, Malcolm, they were fantastic. Young yeah. lads that were, they had a bit of flair, they had the pace, they had the energy. When they were getting on the ball, people were standing off the, you know, the chairs looking. At the minute, you don't get that at Derby now. So the next best thing, if we haven't got it in our youth system, let's look at others. And let's look at some of these man cities. They know, see, that's where it goes back to me where... <clears throat> If you've got someone like a Wayne Rooney, they know that they can trust him to progress him on and things like that. With Paul Warren, do they trust him? I don't know. You know, is he that high profile manager that you're going to have a pepper Jurgen Klopp going, hey, look, I trust this player in your hands. You've played at the highest level. You know how to, to push this person on. They're looking at Paul Warren, and I'm not being funny, going, yeah, you've played for Dog and Duck. You know, what are you going to do to progress? And <clears throat> to progress this youthful play that we want to go on. Look at Mount, for example. Let's go back to, let's go back even further. When we signed Mount, Tamori, Wilson, everybody was buzzing. And 
look at the season we had. Yeah, incredible. <clears throat> and they left. And they left Kieran as better players. Left as better players. They let you know. I I still speak to Mason quite a lot. His time at Derby is one of his favourite times in football. Do you know what I mean? So them kind of players. Derby's a huge club. So, you know, if you're getting, you're a Man City and you want to get a youth team player playing in front of 30, 35,000 or whatever, you know, 30 odd thousand a week, what other better place than Derby? That is a really good point because what I'll say, Simon, I'll pass it on to you, is that those players after Derby went on to all of them went on to bigger and better things. Tomori went to AC Milan, obviously had the Chelsea stint, had a, I think he had a loan in between. Harry no, Wilson no, no. Is... He got Chelsea into the Champions League because remember, yeah. he went with back to Chelsea under Lampard yeah. and they, they had the transfer restrictions. So that's when they were, that's right. Right, okay, let's get all our youth team players and that's when your Reese James, your Mounts, your Tomoris, they all kicked on. Yeah. Now, they probably wouldn't have been nowhere near the Chelsea first team if they'd have not had the loans at Derby, at Wigan, and places like that. Yep. And, and tomorrow went to AC Milan. Harry Wilson's established in the Fulham team, who are now actually a pretty decent team in the Premier League. We all know about Mason uh, now at Man U. And there was a success. I I said to uh, someone at, uh, who, who I used to coach with that the Asula... The Asula callback sent alarm bells to me that Sheffield United called Asula back from Derby. Now, he wasn't getting game time. Paul Warren could not change the dynamic of this guy, could not get this clearly talented Danish lad to to play the football. There was just something not right. And for a, for a team to recall their young star back after January, only after four months, and you now see him starting in the Premier League, um, that to me, that sent alarm bells to me. So I was, I think the only reason why we've got this lad from Arsenal is John because George. no one, John George, because no one else wants him. Because like Kieran said, he has a he has a history of injury, and I don't think people will will take the gamble on him. Yeah, and it's weird that we've only got him until January. So maybe it's a case of well, we'll see how much game time you give him. If you give him plenty of game time, and progresses, then we can have him at the end of the season. If not, we'll, the recalls there would we'll have him back. Or- or is it Derby have stipulated we only want him to January with the the option because they don't know how well he's going to a stay fit, and then it limits our loan thing. Then, yeah, and the, the, good point. The, we tried to take a, a Liverpool youngster on loan as well, apparently, but yeah, last, but he signed a new contract and Klopp Lee Clark's lad. Yeah, yeah. And, and Klopp, left, Klopp kept you know Klopp said no, no, staying in. Huh? So again, it, it goes down to as you say, pull. Do they think? that the youngsters coming here are going to improve, are going to get given a chance, maybe not. Because, as you say, two, three years ago, it would have been a no-brainer. Yeah, send them to Derby. They're, they're, you know, they're really good at bringing their youngsters through. Not only their youngsters, but loanees from other clubs. So well, you think think it, also, it goes back as well. It's always that time where you go back to Nigel Clough days again. Sign... Craig Bryson, brilliant signing. Johnny, brilliant signing. Okay, Clough's gone. They've brought in Stephen McLaren, who has the connects. Who does he sign? Wisdom. You've got to remember, Wisdom, when he came under that team for McLaren, was phenomenal. 
I remember him at Barnsley away. He was unreal. They signed Bamford. Yes. Under McLaren. All these all these players pushed us on. Thorn. Thorn under he knew what he was looking at. Them players were, you know, I think yeah, well, I but that was the following season, wasn't it? But Mm. even still, it was that pull of Steve McLaren, ex Man United assistant, ex Middlesbrough manager, ex England manager. Right. Mm. He's got that pull. Now He's been in and around. You've got to remember when he's when he's England manager and things like that. He's in and around all these clubs, talking to the managers and things like that. They've got that relationship with him. Now you think we've gone to Liverpool away in the cup. Paul Warren's on the job. I'm sitting in Jurgen Klopp's office. This is unreal. Now Steve McLaren probably won't be phased. He's he's sat in Alex Ferguson's office, Pep Guardiola's office. It's not a holiday for him. It's like, okay, what's this lad like? Any good coming through? Yeah, okay, great. Where Paul Warren's gone in, Jurgen Klopp's gone, yeah, you did really well today. Hey, here, here's a glass of wine. Yeah, what, you want a bit of cheese with that? Oh, yeah, good Good look for the rest of the season. There's no real kind of respect for them. You know what I mean? Where yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where I think, listen, I'm probably jumping it, but Rooney coming back? You, nobody answered the question. Um, I'll answer it. I don't think he'll go through the door at Everton. I think he'd be daft too at this moment in time in his career. Would I have him back? Yes, I would. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that he galvanised a fan base that no other manager had done before. I think McLaren came close when he came to the door the first time back. But yeah, yeah. I, I would. Simon? Yeah, I would now. Uh, when we first had him, I was a bit sort of oh, it's a PR stunt, etc., which yeah. essentially it was when we signed him. Um, but then, you know, uh, it did. You, you have to look. You have to appreciate what he did do in that. I know we got relegated, but as you said, had we not got the points deduction, it, but even when we had the, we did, it's not as if we went down by about fifty odd points. No, it was three we, points, wasn't it? Six points. Something like we would have survived if it wasn't for the second de- uh, deduction. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to look at him. Who actually did a he did a decent job here, and he was really? unfortunate. Great you know, it, with no so, money, with, exactly with no money. And you look at look at the deadline day loan easy pulled in on in that in that January window where he pulled five loan out of nowhere with minutes Ooh. to go. So, he, you know, he he clearly. And you you hear the stories about him like sleeping in the office at at, at, at Pride Park and things yes. like that. Yeah. And you go, okay, this guy's actually committed to this club. He's not here just for because he's Wayne Rooney. He's here because actually, no matter what some pundits may think of him, because of the way he talks, etc., he actually knows what he's doing and he actually wants to become a top a, t- a top manager. So would I have him back at Derby? Yeah, I would. He's got a point to prove. The one thing I would say, leaving to go to DC United, I think that ruined any chance of him ever, ever getting the Everton job. Do you know what I mean? You've got to think, we had, man- we had a manager there that Everton wanted, a Premier League team wanted our championship manager. Now, I don't really he- see... Pardon? But was he but- being smart and looked at what happened with Lampard and went... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But what I was going to say is... You don't see any Premier League teams sniffing around Paul Warren. No, 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 very true. And I can't see any maybe championship teams 
do you think they would come? No, I uh, agree. Uh, That's a really good point. So, and, and his CV is blinded by the <clears throat> three successive promotions. He also got three relegations. Now, yeah. ultimately, people keep throwing back about budget. Oh, we didn't have the budget. But I'll turn around and say to people, Luton. Yeah. Triplers out, Luton Town. Yeah. Let's let's say let's go. If you're going to go talk budget, the championship is probably the hard one of the hardest leagues in the world. Everybody says Rooney nearly kept a team in that championship with no budget. Correct. So and he had them playing a style of football. The fan, not the fan, the players would run through brick walls for him. You got to remember yeah. Rooney is the one that bought cashing through. Yeah. Rooney is the one that put faith in all these youth youth players that got us going, you know what, lads, we might have a chance here. Now, at the minute, like I said, we're signing meant to be League One stalwarts that are meant to have been tried, tested in this league. They know our, the ins and outs of this league. At the minute, yeah, maybe they do, but they were under different managers that were playing different styles. You're trying to fit, you know, Square pegs in some round holes at the minute. We've got footballers, and Chris said it actually for the Peterborough game. We played football, we put yeah. the ball on the deck. All of a sudden at Bolton, we were reverting to oofing it long and chasing again. Yeah, why not play? Go back to what these players know, and that's playing football. That's they are technically well gifted footballers. They know how to pass the ball. They enjoy having the ball at their feet. That's what most of them are brought up with, with Rosinia. A few of the youngsters that are in there still with Rooney. It's to play football with your feet. Well, let's have a look Go at Go back team. to that. Ipswich played lovely football. They built a team. They've gone up. They're still playing football. Plymouth. They've gone up. You think them teams last season, they dominated us in possession. And they, they just ran through us in the end. Now, going back to the Rossinia, you know, I'm, I'm going to say Charlton for an example. We absolutely dominated them with possession. Yes, we got unlucky with the, you know, the goals and we didn't end up winning that match. But I think if we'd have st- stuck with the process that season, I think we'd have definitely finished a lot higher than we did. I, I agree. I, I, you know, in hindsight, you know, <laughs> say that, but I mean, I, I personally agree. And... I was always one. I was a big fan of Warren just for his achievements. And I thought, yeah, signed. We've got the manager in now. He'll get us mm. out of this league. And as like I say, I'm not worn out. I haven't been, um, not yet. But well, it's it just, so, I, I think he needs to stop being so stubborn and go, well, I want to play 3-5-2. And so what? If that's not working, you got to don't adapt. play it. Exactly. He's got to be adaptable. One thing, one thing I'll just add to this really good debate, and then we'll move on to some questions, is Plymouth and Ipswich, you've just nailed it on the head, Kieran. I was going to say the same thing. I was talking to a really devout Ipswich Town fan at the weekend, um, and he was saying that one thing that Ipswich have been able to do this year is attract some really good loans again, because Ooh. the manager has a history, has a history <laughs> of developing talent. And clubs are wanting to send players to him. Plymouth the same. They 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 they're now both teams have, have had a good start in the championship, um, and they're not on big budgets compared to who they're up against. But Ipswich no. are playing that style of football 
with new additional loans in because they can attract them. And at the moment, we clearly cannot attract exciting footballers. And I said this to Simon, Karen. If someone said to you, do you want to go to uh, Derby County, Steve McLaren, like you said, absolutely. I want to learn from an ex-England manager and what I got highest escalate. Oh, I'm going to send you to Derby County. I'm going to send you to Paul Warren. Um, no, thank you. Because he hasn't got a reputation of bringing you through. And it really concerns me that um, we've had Asula fail. We had Dobbin fail. We had White fail. We had Springit fail. You know, we've now got two more youngsters in, you know, Fornar and John Jules. I, 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 there's a pattern for me personally, but, you know, let's see. Uh, we want, we all want him to do well, guys. We're all Derby fans. And this, but this podcast also shows the reality of, of complexity of, of what is actually happening. So, Simon, questions for, uh, for, for Kieran? Yeah, um, so we've got a mixture of TikTok and Facebook. Uh, so first one's from Liam on TikTok. He says, not sure about Embleton, to be honest. Didn't sound a slight bit enthusiastic in his interview, and he didn't see me actually cares. And Very true. Yeah, you touched on that, Kieran, about lone players. Sometimes fans get that impression that it doesn't sound like they care. They're not going to play for the badge. And maybe, maybe we obviously, we, we don't know his personality. Maybe he's not one for talking yeah. interviews. Listen, you've got some players that, just hate talking to the camera. They're, they're shy. Listen, when I when I haven't got my clothes on, I'm quite shy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they um, he's he's one of them where mate, that's just not him. Let let's hope that he does this talking on the pitch, um, and and see from there with him. We we can't stone the lad. He's not even pulled on a shirt yet. <laughs> No, exactly. And well, this is it. I think the the fact that we've now got an international break for what I hate them, but I think this has now come at the perfect time for us. Oh, huge! Get a Just, few I'd be interested to see the the squad that comes out against uh, Portsmouth. Really, I I think it's going to be potentially quite different to what we've just seen at Bolton. There, there's going to be a lot of people putting on a lot of pressure on Embleton to be the saviour. And Fornar and John Jules, I tell you that now, and uh, I think I, I, on the Embleton um, interview, the thing that stood out for me was he turned around and said that on the Thursday, Mowbray wanted him in the squad, and I changed his mind to stay. And then on the Friday, Mowbray's idea of the squad had changed, and that made him come to Derby. And I'm thinking, wow, okay. Well, they brought in like four players or something on deadline day in yeah. the midfield, didn't they? So yeah. I think he knew he was on his way out. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. No, good question. Uh, next one, we've sort of touched on this, but Big Man Craig says, can't understand uh, why he can't stick to four four two. Obviously, playing three at the back isn't working. Yeah, we, we've, we've touched on that. Um, I've got to scroll down because there was one from last week, which I definitely thought I'd keep in. It is, where is it? I will find it. Right, I can't remember. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, so... Wag underscore the goat says, Kieran, does anyone you work with know you support Derby and what do they think about it? Um, <clears throat> you know what's really funny? So when I moved out here to LA, <clears throat> I joined, uh, I joined obviously uh, Hollywood All-Stars under Vinnie Jones and uh, I've rocked up one day. Right back is Warren Barton. 
So that was a, a, an interesting one. And then we played on a, a Monday night and some bloke goes to me, where are you from? Oh, Derby. And he's, oh, okay, really? And uh, he goes, oh, I'm from Chad. <laughs> I'm like, what? So he, he grew up, so he's a big Derby fan living out here. Um, so there was that. And then the, the, the weirdest one, there was a company called Kink, which was a huge, huge company out here that did like a fetish site. And um, I did some like reality show when we were filming there. And the bloke was English and he's, he's come up to me and he's like, oh, wh- where in England are you from? And uh, I was sorry, I said to him, he's like, oh, you won't know the place. It's uh, it's a small village uh, called Repton. <laughs> well, yeah, I know it, mate. I go to... Go to the uh, the what's it the pub down there? I said, yeah, uh, you know, right near Melbourne. Off, go over the bridge, send some fields. He's like, yeah, how do you know? So oh, from Little Over originally. Jesus Christ! So he still follows the results and that out there. Um, but like I said, always like I said, I still speak to like uh, Mason when he comes out here. Like a lot of them boys come out here, so you know, meet up and and things like that. And they all still follow Derby's results. They all you know, have a, you know, keep an eye out. Like Will Hughes as well, always having a look at. Here's a good question, Ken. Why you mentioned that? Exactly what you say. So Nick Webster said two weeks ago that Will Hughes will come back to Captain Derby. Do you agree? Well, so I know his agent. His, His agent is called Tyson. And uh, I always kick when you when's he coming back to, to join a big club like Derby? Forget Palace, get you get back to Derby. I think you know what? I think he will, but I don't think it, it, a it'll depend where Derby are. If Derby is still languishing in League One or the Championship, I think you'll probably see him come when he's 31, 32, towards the end of his career, just because of nostalgia. But at the minute, I, I don't think you're ever going to see him. Using the Derby shirt, are you at the minute? Well, that's a shame. So you go, Nick Webster. Yeah, Chris is still begging for that day, right? <laughs> but, um, so onto Facebook now. Roy Gibson says everything went right against Posh. Everything went wrong against Bolton. Is that all the season's bad luck over in one game? Has the ref got a grudge against us? Only one to two defeat. Uh, only one two defeat. Uh, sorry, only a two-one defeat to a good team away. In spite of everything, keep the faith. Sorry. Roy Everybody's always going to keep the faith, but the the things that look for me is can he handle it in big pressure games? Worn now, Wigan opening day of the season is a you know a big pressure game. Wigan were there for the taking. We we actually played well. I thought we did play well. Silly mistakes ended up costing us. Okay, but going back to the big big games that really mean something, can Warren handle the pressure? And the one that goes. First comes to mind for me is Barnsley away last season. Absolutely bottled it. And, you know, we got tore apart. So it's all well and good coming out afterwards and making quirky comments and, you know, trying to be a bit of the, you know, the the clown, like with some of the stuff that he says. But one thing I did like about Rooney, he'd come out and say, no, and I'm just using Rooney as an example, but like, no, we were, we were crap. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. And he, he kind of says it how it is, where Warren, 
he says it how it is, but in like a jokingly way. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm, I can take you serious, mate. Well, this is it. Clearly, some things were obviously after he said um, about some players' heads potentially being turned. There was uproar. Oh, that shouldn't have sort of been said. I'm thinking, hang about. That's his job as a manager to tell, you know, to give uh, answers to the fans. But also the fact that he comes out and says this ain't a top three squad, this top three side. Ooh. That that's either a popper the owner saying I need some more money to spend, or it's going to deflate the players and saying about. So you're saying we shit then. Listen, I the whole when he said, "Oh, players' heads been turned," everyone jumped on Max Bird, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. When really, truth be told, it probably could have been cashing. And I think when he comes down further down the line, it, it it was cashing. And then he did actually say that you know once we got that business out of the way, look against Posh, he's, he's come back, he's had a storming game. He's like, okay, great. Well, it's not gone anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like there was, they still knew clubs were going to be interested in him. Mm. Uh, and look, I don't buy the fact that oh yeah, he didn't get here till two o'clock and all that. Like I said, let the lad have a lie and get him on that pitch. Like if you if you're going to put him on in the second half anyway, put him ahead of Bradley. He's been our most consistent, one of our most consistent players last season. Okay, he didn't have the greatest of starts this season, but against Posh, he was looking good. Get him back in. Put put him ahead. You know, him and Nelson at the back, put Forsyth left back and go, go from there. But I don't know. I, it's, like I said, the big one for me is Warren's recruitment. And I just don't feel like that the players want to pay for the badge like they did under Rooney and Rosinia. That's, that's a valid point, and I said that didn't Simon. I've been saying yeah. that all weekend on 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 Twitter. Can I can I just jump into that quickly, Simon? I, I spoke about we haven't spoke about the referee really, and I'm going to put my tennis penny on this because, as you know, I I, I, I referee basketball uh, national league, and our season starts next week. Now we make mistakes as a referee, we do, but what I find really staggering is that. You should not rely when you go when you cross that line as a coach, and you know, you know, we we've known each other for many years, coaching and playing. And when you cross that line as a as a referee, you don't you don't even consider that the referee is going to be the reason that you win or lose that game. All you care about, all you focus about, is your tactics. And the worst case scenario is how do you implement alternatives and changes? I will make mistakes in games. I I referee basketball, which is a very fast-paced game, and hands are in and out like a a millisecond. But what what I'll say is this. I've never had one coach come up to me in a game and go, you've cost me that game. Because they've had 39 minutes and 59 seconds prior to that 40-minute game. To, to, to make sure that they win or inevitably. Now, Derby had some bad luck on Saturday. Absolutely. But that bad luck came after a really poor start. We took the lead. Okay. We're fortunate to take the lead. Probably. But that will spread itself out throughout the season. And yeah, we'll we, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it will spread itself out. VAR is never, we, we're right, we want VAR to come into the league, but it's never going to come because we can't afford it. And people mm. can't be getting on to an amateur, a semi-professional referee 
who probably got paid a couple of hundred quid for that game on Saturday. I do know that League One referees aren't on a particular great salary. And I say to people this, come to a basketball game or come to a football game when I'm a a highly qualified referee as well. I'll give you my whistle and I'll observe you. Because it is inevitable that when you are put into that kind of situation, Simon Kieran, you will always have a differing opinion as a referee than a player. It's fact. When I play football, when I've coached football, I have berated and berated. Now I'm on the dark side and I'm a referee. It is a different mindset altogether because you're looking at so many different reasons to give or not to give a free kick. So I just want people just to think about the slagging off of these referees, I understand, but just just for two minutes, put yourself in their position. Yes, I I agree with you a little bit on that, but these referees also want to progress up into the championship, up into the Premier League, because they want the the wages, the premiership there. So that's when you like, if you're not sure... You can't give it. And on Saturday, he wasn't sure. He's gone off what the linesman said, apparently. Well, I was reading online. I don't know how true that is. But he wasn't sure as the referee. Now, he shouldn't have given it. The penalty as well. I, I don't know if it was the referee that, you know, the, I'm guessing the referee is the one that gave it because the linesman didn't flag. How could he see from there? So it is a big turning point. Did Derby just go looking for a smash and grab win? Like, let's sit back, hit them on the break, get a goal, sit back. Maybe that was what Warren's plan was that day. I'm not sure. But either way, I agree with you, Chris, on and the sense of, has he got his tactics wrong after that? Once we've gone 1-0, we didn't look... time. Yeah, we didn't look confident, did we? We didn't look like, oh, we're going to grab a second. It was like, right, we've got this goal now. Let's sit back. And we just invited him in. Again, silly mistakes. At 10, ten men, I would have gone for it. I thought, I would have gone for it personally. Because at the end of the he day... Always, he always says, like, oh, I'd prefer to lose 3-1, 4-1 than 2-1 and, and things like that. But we didn't really go for it then. No. We still Sorry. with it. Yeah, uh, great. I, I get your point. I mean, someone messaged me after the game. One of my mates did. says, oh, EFL have got a general, but that referee was shocking. And I went... Yeah, he made some shit decisions, but we were performance weren't good enough anyway. Let's be honest. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, like the EFL thing now, we we I agree that had it out for us in terms of you know docking us the points and the Mel Morris thing. I I get that. Do I agree with it? It's carrying on now for another season and a half. Nah, I I, I don't. I think it was just poor refereeing on that particular moment. But then again, we weren't looking great. So that has, it's the tactic. Listen, you could have a poor referee every single game from now to the end of the season. But if we're playing teams off the park and scoring two, three, four, how many, how many poor decisions can a referee give in a game? Do you know, how many penalties can he give in a game like that? And really? I can think of, I'll, I'll just say, Karen, I can think of plenty of games prior when we've been down to 10 men, when we've absolutely rocked it and got the win or played them off the park. It's down to desire, like you said, playing for the badge and ultimately your belief in the tactics you're being told. 
listen, we can go to Forest away and win with 10 men playing a full Absolutely. game. Uh, you know what I mean? Thank you very much. You've just, again, a man that talks sense. Listen, well, um, Chris, we're, we're talking about berating decisions and coaches' decisions. Simon, I'll let you know this one. So Chris decided to bench me when I played for Shelton Lock. I don't know why. I've been playing decent. Bench me. I came on bag the hat trick straight away, didn't I? <laughs> He did. He I'll did. never forget. It. I'll never forget it to this day. <laughs> and he always never lets me forget it to this day either. Um, I can't remember. I think it was to do with you. Might have just. I think one thing you were, mate. Let's go back one second. As talented as you were, you were a little cheeky so and so as well. Although, although we've been trying to, I've been trying to sign you for about two years, and we we got to know each other prior to that when you were playing yeah. for uh, that other lot. Simfin, I was at Simfin. You was. You was. Simfin come to Shelton Lock, and then I ended up at Little Over Dazzlers. You did, but I'd, I'd, by then I'd coached your total football, so yeah, I gave you, good. I gave you something to move on in your career. Yeah, so no, Simon, yeah. we digress. Look where is now. <laughs> Look where I, I am now. I could have been a Premier League footballer instead. <laughs> yeah, I'm in LA, and I could have been an adult entertainer. Yeah, I could have, you know, instead I'm in LA being an erotic model. That's the nicest thing. <laughs> oh, it's, I, get, I get it because I, um, I work with one of the uh, strikers that, uh, who plays for Matlock and he's been on the bench and he come off the bench and bagged the equaliser in the FA Cup at the weekend. And he, he gave a bit of front apparently to the manager on his celebration and they've gone, obviously they've had the replay today, they've won 5-2, so he's going to be absolutely buzzing tomorrow. <laughs> uh, like, like, like we just said, pretty much the whole uh, podcast there. Sometimes the manager just doesn't have a clue. <laughs> oh, oh, so I mean, any more questions before I uh, I go and sob my heart out? Yes, there is. There is. Uh, Dean, this is sort of on recruitment, but Dino Dino Boehm says, "What do you see Derby doing now? They have kept hold of Cashin and Bird. There is a time to sell your assets, and personally, that that boat has now sailed in terms of maximum fees of both players, especially Cashin." Uh, I don't know. I think cashing, they'll still get, I still think they'll get the four mil unless he sustains a a bad injury or anything in January. I can't see it changing in the space of what, three, four months that Brighton aren't going to go, well, look, this prospect here, we're not going to pay the four mil. <clears throat> I still think we'll get that one over the line. I think they'll probably end up loaning him back for the rest of the season for us. Um, Max Bird. What were they looking at? Two about two mil for him? I reckon so, yeah. Hey, listen. There's been, there's, been, there's been no figure, but I reckon it'll probably around about that mark. Max, but I listen, he, he's tidy in possession. Do I feel that sometimes he can slow us down a little bit? Yeah, but he can also unlock lock a door. But it's all well and good, Max Bird being on able to unlock a defense, you know, with a, a pass through and things like that. But we haven't really got anybody to burst through with the pace on the end to, for him to do that. Listen, I, I think Waggy's been brilliant signing him back. I think, you know, he's definitely going to be a great squad player. And, and at the minute, he's our David McGoldrick, isn't he? We're all banking on, you know, Waggon to be our saviour at the minute because we've not signed anything up top. Now, if you'd have gone back how many, what, three seasons ago, Waggon shit, Waggon's this, Waggon's that. Now he's, he's our, our only hope of bagging a goal because he scored three goals against uh, Peterborough and a one before. It's 
I don't know. And that was Frank Lampard. Yeah, it scored it. Uh, saying, no, saying that it was shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> See, he benched him, didn't he? Anyway, yeah. sorry, Sam. Um, and Amparé says, disappointed that we didn't get another striker and how many midfielders do we need? Guess just that a few free agents knocking around. Didn't think it was a bad performance of Bolton ruined by the referee. So, again, I did think it was a poor performance. Well, there was um, today, um, where did I see it? I think it was the DCFC banter page. And they, they put a list out of the free agents that are still available now. Some are of you on there? I don't, no, no. Uh, but I'm looking here at some of the players here. Connor Wickham, Shane Long, Gary Medine, Junior Hoylet, Tariq Forso, Chris Martin, Lyle Taylor, Junior Stanislas, or whatever his name was, uh, Anwar Ghazi, Andrew Ayu. Obviously, these guys aren't, you know, they're probably way out of our budget. But I'm looking at some of them and I'm thinking, midfielders, Sam Klukas. Good player. Yeah. Josh Onoma, the guy that was at Villa and then Fulham when they went up. Yeah. Why would he not be within our reach? I'm looking at the other ones, Luke Freeman, Luke Amos, probably not, but I, I could even easily look at there and go, oh, right, Sam Klukas, you could have him on a, a free. Defenders, Axel Tunzabi, Phil Jones, Bertrand, Rose. I tell you what, if Rooney was here, Phil Jones would be here. That's what I mean. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? I know it's crazy, and I know, you know, he's basically a meme now for football, but at League One, it's no you doubt. Smash it, but like, <clears throat> let's, let's look at it. When Rooney bought Joe Gelker in, yeah. the experience that he had is something that we're missing at the minute. He's a leader on that pitch. Now, he wanted a two year deal as well, like Jack Elker did. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He, he would have been. Then, even Best. then, he went to Sheffield United and smashed it there. I say to I say to people, Phil Jagielka and John Stead are the two short term signings that I remember more than any in this in this modern times. Jagielka's five months, however long he was here, was impeccable. He was. He showed his class, didn't he? Let's be honest. Who was the one? John Stead. Yeah, he played up front with Stevie yeah, Howard yeah. before yeah, we I, lost him. I tell you he one, Leon Odsman. Yeah, yeah. He Good. was brilliant for us at the time. Yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking about Leon Osman, thinking about it when you said it. And Artero Lupoli was I another was one. Lupoli, he was class. Yeah. But um, I'm thinking modern times. But you're right. Phil Jagielka played for the badge. He certainly played for the manager. Let's be honest. And also, yeah. there was a. Um, if you remember, they did some stuff with Rams TV where Jagielka was heavily involved in the tactics, along with Curtis and Wayne. And obviously, they seem to have an understanding of what was needed. Just just a very, very honest assessment of Wayne Rooney, isn't it? When you sit there and he he picks up the two most experienced guys in the squad and they talk tactics together, you've you've got that bond. And I just, I miss that. Yeah. This is my big lad. This is... How are you, mate? Hi. Hey, buddy. Wait, I'm How are you? How are you? Are you a Derby fan? 
Yeah, I'm a Darby fan. What do we say if we don't? Um, wait, is this you, like streaming? No, you can say it. If you, okay, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> you can. You can. Who do we hate? Um, Forrest. Oh, teaching it well, then, Karen. I like this man already. Oh. Get out, you cheeky little bit. See, you wouldn't wear. Well, we could get him on the next one. Um, um, any more questions? Uh, yeah, yeah, just a couple more. Um, again, William York. He says Bolton penalty wasn't penalty. It was it was outside the box. And what's going on with Sonny Bradley? We've kind of touched on all of that, really. Let's be honest. Um, Sonny Bradley. I, I I didn't think he played that bad, apart from the error. How many times do we say it? Have we, have we right. missed out on top six this yeah, season or exactly. going up by six points? At the end of the you day, know. for me, I, I feel like we always need a scapegoat and at the minute it's, Brad, it's Sonny Bradley. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Um, Joe Beaumont Roberts, do you expect Bird and Cashin to leave club in January? If so, how does it affect the performances? Also, where are goals coming from? I expected a striker to come in. Can Collins turn his fortunes around? <laughs> <laughs> That's Chris a good. Is, that's Chris, a good one, Karen. Yeah, because Chris is a big collo, Chris is a big collo fan, aren't you, Chris? I am, but I think that his body language tells me everything that you need to know about James Collins at the moment. So, yeah, Karen, he's, my, my he's he's not he's completely off it. He looks completely. It just doesn't look the same player. Now, last season. I understand where he lost his mojo a bit because he became second fiddle to McGoldrick. This and I get I that gonna, completely. Yeah, I was going to say, you think when he was at Luton and he got them promoted, he was the main man. There was no, he was banging him in. He went to Cardiff. He wasn't, he wasn't the main man. He lost his mojo there. He's coming now to Derby. You're thinking, right, he's, he's going to be Derby's main man. It didn't really fall for him. And then all of a sudden, McGoldrick gets fit. McGoldrick's the main man. You can hear the moans and groans as soon as Collins comes on that pitch now. It's like, oh. It's got to knock <laughs> You know what I mean? And there's probably chances that he wouldn't take or, you know, he's thinking of other things. And, yeah, I just... The prime example was on Saturday. He's got through the... And instead of playing it across yeah, on the floor, he's welled it like he was trying to drill it top corner across the bar. I'm, what are you doing? Yeah. Mm. I, I, I can see him going in January. I really can. Where? Like, yeah. where? Um, Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury. Yeah. Yeah. Well, League One. I think, I, I, think I, I just don't think Derby suits him. No. Nah. I think it's too big. A, no disrespect, but I think it's too, too big a club for him to handle the pressure. Well, that's what you say. Cardiff, look, Cardiff's a, a decent-sized club. Let, let's be real. He's gone there and he, he's not at the greatest. Where Luton, small club, you know, they're all working for each other. He fit in perfect there. Now I said, like, you're coming out here, you're playing in front of 30, 33,000 every week. You, you're being scrutinised. It's not by, you know, when he was at Luton, it was, what, seven, 8,000 maybe if he's lucky. Where Derby, if you if as soon as you make a bad touch or you you mess up, you're going to hear you know fifteen sixteen thousand moans. Yeah, very a lot true. Louder. <laughs> a lot louder. Very um, true. Martin, yeah. So the last two, the first one is Martin Lawton. Should we put Sonny Bradley out to graze? Think War needs to get the team sorted. 
soon as he doesn't seem to have the players for his style of 352. I think we've gone over that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And last one is from Mark Coote, who says, should we be using tactics like a lower league club, going for a hit and run against top teams, or should we be taking our game to them? What this basically says to our players is, you're not good enough to win a football match, or the manager doesn't trust his players to, to play. A weak team mentality. I know we won against Peterborough, but we didn't show up for the first 30 minutes, and their defence was not exactly the best. The thing That's is, point. Do we, we are should, the should we? We are the yeah. scout. You exactly. tell me a team in that league that is bigger than Derby County. No one. Exactly. You could have argued last season, Sheffield Wednesday, you know, they, they've got the history and, you know, great support, fan base and that. That would have been it. You think the league this season is not not as good as last season? I would say that for sure. Do you know what I mean? You, you miss, like you said, your Plymouth and your uh, Sheffield Wednesday, they, they were... They were Miles ahead at one point. Sheffield Wednesday, obviously, you know, going up that way. But look at it this season. We at one point we were interested, apparently, in the lad from Notts County, weren't we? Rodriguez. Uh, Rodriguez. You know, you would have thought that could have been a stamped on signing for us if we are genuinely interested. But I, they're saying we weren't. But someone like that that can, you know, is an attacking midfielder. We're saying we want midfielders. He's an attacking midfielder. He's, he's right on the doorstep in Nottingham, yet we've lost out to Oxford United. Yeah. I'll, I'll, what I'll say on that, and obviously time's going against us and it's been a, a fantastic show, is that you look at the three teams that have gone up, Plymouth and Ipswich built an elite team together over two or three seasons and now they're, they're thriving and striving in the championship. Yeah, Sheffield Wednesday went the other way. They went for experience and age. They've just about crept over the line and gone into the championship, but look where they are. And I fear one thing, I, I, and I, I'll, I'll sort of, my final tennis penny of this show, I fear that we are constantly going to be rotating freebies after freebies after freebies. I accept that we are in transition. I accept we're in ownership, and we all thank David uh, as we said before, Karen, but we've yeah. now, at some point, we've got to move forward. And I just think that our recruitment was there in place since February and March time. And we're now in October and all we're talking about is recruitment. And that really worries me. Well, then here's where you would look at Mr. Klaus and saying, look, okay, you've taken as far as you can can go now. Is he looking for investment from outside? The club's in great financial, you know, well, not great, but I'm saying we're now financially stable. Listen, if he can sell Derby now, he's going to sell it at a profit, surely. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But it might be that he can, he's only taken us as far as he can go now. You know, the pennies have run out because he's cleared so much. I agree, yeah. He must have cleared a hell of a lot if the yeah, budget that we thought was sizable has brought yeah. in who they brought in. Yeah, for sure. Um Going back to the whole, you know, players wanting to play, like you said, Sheffield Wednesday went for experience and age. The the prime example, Darren Moore, you think at that playoff semi-final, they were losing to Peterborough, weren't they? And the whole week, I don't know if you saw that in the interviews afterwards, he said the way that he galvanised the players to think we can win this one, we can get that. And how many times they went down, they went, you know, at one point we thought Peterborough through, the, and they, they kept on fighting, 
not just for the the badge, but also for the manager. Now, yeah. do you think if we were in that situation, you'd have the players fighting for Paul Ward? Well, look at the last five games of last season. Exactly. That answers your question. Yeah. That's the thing. You know what makes it even worse, though? Everything is seeing foreign. I mean, that fucking <laughs> Oh, you had to say it. We almost yeah. went a whole show. No. I won't. My, oh. I've never, like, listen, I can't. It sounds wrong. You don't want any other club to be in the position that we were in. But bloody hell, I would love it if they went down and just went out of business. <laughs> it will happen. It will happen, mate. It will. Well, that that's that's all the questions. Um, we've got no game to sort of preview now because obviously we've got to wait two weeks. Thank God. God. Well, saying that, Chris, we'll probably get a win because I would have predicted a loss to be honest. But the last Portsmouth time next. Okay, yeah. what are we going then? Portsmouth next. Um, honestly, I predicted Portsmouth to be our main challengers. I said that they were, and, and so far they're the only unbeaten team left, I believe, in the they're league. Some lad up front, isn't they? They're just banging in the goals as well at the minute. Yeah. Where, listen, yeah. where are they finding these players? Yeah, where where are our scouts? Apparently, we got the lad from Oxford, didn't we? Yeah. Last season. Yeah. yeah, Thomas. Well, clearly, isn't that great? Um, I I predict. I will. Would I'm going to say it now. I, I unfortunately think that it could be a home defeat because I think Portsmouth will go into the break full of confidence, unbeaten, uh, had some tough fixtures, and I think they'll come to us. I thought they were unlucky last year, last season, to be honest. It was a one-all, and I thought Portsmouth played us off the park. Um, what do you reckon, Kieran? My heart says 2-1 Derby. My head says one all. Yeah, I See, don't think Portsmouth will lose. That's exactly what I do. But I, I just personally think there's going to be a big change in personnel from that squad that we saw against Bolton with the injuries, with the new signings. We, I'm just sorry. We can't sign any loan players now, can we? It's completely done, or can we? You can. Yeah, we can. You can. You've got... Yeah, you've can... got. There's a two-week window, isn't there, where you can yeah. sign loans from a certain... I can't remember if you can sign loans from the Premier League or loans from the EFL in that two weeks. I can't remember how it works. Well, you can pick up any more freebies. which Freebies. Ongoing, yeah. yeah. But, uh, Would you take Chris Martin back, Kieran? <sighs> at 34. Martin over Collins? Yeah. Oh, see, that's that was exactly it. Anybody, I think, at the minute would go, yeah, I'd have Martin over Collins. I would. You, you're saying, you know, that I hear Warren says about always oh, work rate, Collins' work rate, blah, blah, blah. The thing is, yes, his work, work rate, rate don't get your goals. No, but his work rate's there because he's having to chase down his first touch. <laughs> True. Now, with Chris Martin, let's be real, that ball would come, it would stick a lot Very of the true. time. Now, Very true. That's, that's what did he had. Right with the ball at his feet. Yeah, it wasn't going anywhere. Now, also, you've got to think as well, Martin would get you maybe, I don't know, three, four assists in terms of free kicks. You've got uh, Conor Aaron that's decent with a free, you know, free kick outside the box. How many would Martin win in that league? Oh, plenty. Exactly. So, 
if you said to me, Martin over Collins, if we're going free, I'll take Martin all day. At the minute. I've just not seen anything from Collins to go, yeah. Chris, you're not about to say something. No, no, I'm, 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 I sit on the fence with him because I, I think, I think Martin was my, was my player to go to two years ago, but I, I really haven't followed his career since, so I don't know well, if, if he would be a fit. He, he went, he was at QPR, wasn't he, last season? Yeah. Still banging in goals in the championship. I saw. Yeah, that. he did. So if he can, he can do it at that level. But is he a warm player that he's saying, oh, he, he's not tracking back? He, he's never going to be that player. No, no. But like we've always said, he's one of the most clinical finishers that we've had in a Derby shirt in recent years. True. So, so wrapping the show up, Karen, when are you next over dawning the black and the white? I will be back in Barbados in October. October. Yeah, so, so we'll... And December. October, and... December for sure. Well, we will certainly catch up. One thing that we'll, we'll say to our listeners now is that Kieran has, has uh, kindly joined the show on a, as, a, as a consultant on a monthly basis. We're going to catch up, aren't we, from uh, sunny LA. But it'd be great to catch up with him in Darbados, to be fair. Yeah. But uh, if uh, if we don't, and uh, we've been trying to plan something for bloody years, me and Kieran, but hey-ho, we um, we'll do it. What is it? Shows be at home. There we yeah, go. we'll we'll sort something. But Kieran, it's been amazing. Uh, we oh, knew yeah. it'd be a good show, and uh, we're we're having some fantastic uh, reviews at the moment. We've got some great listening figures, and I'm sure they're going to go through the roof when they find out that you're on board. So, really appreciate your time, matey. I think next one as well. We've got to get let get Nick Webster on. Let's do a bit. Yeah, good idea. Do you see good minds, Simon? Good minds. I was, in fairness, tempted to say, should we get Nick on as well tonight? But I thought, no, we'll get Kieran on, on his we'll talk. Get, we'll yeah, get, Nick on, get Nick on. If he, I always see his little posts and he's very, <laughs> very supportive in that. Just say it how it is. We were shit. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, I think he's on holiday at the minute anyway, Nick. Yeah, well, I've seen, yeah, I've seen his uh, Facebook. It, he doesn't look like he's slumming it, he, you know. He could have been either in Bolton or I think it's, is it Mauritius or somewhere he's at? Yeah, I think it's Mauritius, yeah. He's a travel consultant, isn't he? Yeah, living the dream. Living the dream. And there, there's you slumming it in LA, Kieran. But Kieran, yeah, you've been a star, mate. 28. Right, guys, I'll let you go and I will speak to you. Well, hit me up on the next one and we'll hopefully we're talking about a win. Absolutely, Fingers mate. Crossed. Guys, thank you. Karen, again, thank you so much Always for your time. Always a pleasure, guys. guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Guys, don't log off yet. Oh, don't log yeah. off yet because I, I need to wait because oh. just let me finish the show, then I'll tell you to log off. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, remember to, guys, to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, give us your comments. You can follow follow Chris on Twitter or X, as it's called. What are you now, Chris? DCS underscore CMH? Yeah. Yeah. Karen, what are you on? The old socials. I know you Sir Kieran Lee on Kieran, Instagram. Yeah, just Kieran Lee. I think. Yeah, Kieran, Kieran Lee. I'll, I'll Find him, follow him. Um, but yeah, anyway, fingers crossed the next time we're talking, it's about a Derby win. Uh, thank you guys as, as always for listening. I shall see you next time. And as always, come on, Derby.